Hey everyone, Phil Bailey here, back for another episode of the London, Ontario Real Estate Podcast. We are into 2023, everyone. I know it's been a little while, the holidays got the better of me, but we are back and it is a new year. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and great start to 2023. We're in early January right now, and I just wanted to jump on the podcast today and talk about all of the questions that I am currently getting from my clients. Um, number one coming up, and I'm going to do a few today on the podcast, but number one going coming up is what is currently happening in the market in London area. So if you look at the most recent stats from December of 2022, so just a few weeks ago, that just wrapped up. The big story that I am talking to a lot of people about is this home sold number. So there's only 299 homes sold according to the London and St. Thomas Real Estate Board. That is really low, folks. Uh, Typically, in a typical year, there'd be significantly more homes sold. Uh, if you look at the the average uh, for the past little while, I'd say you're probably like half, uh, maybe even less than half uh, over over a consistent basis over the last few months of the year. I think there were some that were even more, yeah, at least half and maybe even a little bit less than that. Uh, so what I'm noticing with that and from that stat, what I'm picturing is that there's a bit of a tug of war happening right now between sellers and buyers. Buyers are trying to get this incredible deal and sometimes it's not just them being aggressive. Sometimes it's just what they can qualify for right now. Interest rates have gone up. So the concern with interest rates going up is that the qualification rate has also increased substantially. And that means that people can't qualify. So if you have a house that you want, you currently want $600,000 for, someone might not be able to pay $600,000 for it because they can't afford it. So there's less opportunity for that many buyers to be able to come to the table and be able to purchase your home. That said, I also think there's a bit of something what we call sentiment right now, which means that they think the market is going in a certain direction, maybe even more into the buyer's favor, and people are just waiting and seeing. So bit of a wait and see, I think, that happened in December. Uh, typically in December, we do see a slowdown in terms of the number of transactions. You know, people have this thing that they do called uh, holidays. So they go away a little bit for uh, for time. I know a lot of people that I see are uh, in beautiful places far away from uh, this uh, this weather in, uh, in Ontario right now. Uh, but I'm noticing that that may be a bit of a factor uh, and even more of a factor in 2022. In terms of the average price, uh, we're just hovering just over the $600,000 mark. Obviously, that would the average price is down um, quite a bit from what it was uh, earlier in 2022. Um, in terms of the months of inventory, about 3.8 months of inventory, which is... Um, quite uh, much a much bigger number than at US before. In terms of time on market, I'm also noticing time on market has shifted up. When I'm listing something right now, I'm telling people, you know, be prepared for 60 days on market. That isn't uh, unrealistic uh, for you anymore. I think average is probably hovering between a month or two on market. Obviously before, you know, we're looking at seven days on market and that wasn't even really real because we were holding offers on almost every single home in the city. So the other question that I'm getting a lot right now is where are things going to go in 2023, Phil? And 
Honestly, I, I ordered the crystal ball is what I've been telling everybody. I ordered the crystal ball for Christmas, but it did not come, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to base this on uh, experience and just what I'm currently seeing in the market. So, so far, believe it or not, in my little world of real estate in London, 2023 has actually started off relatively quickly. Um, the listings that I do have on market are getting showings again. Uh, the listings that I have, I'm coming, have a lot of listings coming up on market, which is uh, going to be interesting. My buyers are actually starting starting to, uh, to look uh, pretty much much more aggressively than they were in 2022. And I think some people just say, okay, we're going to have to get used to some high interest uh, rate environments compared to what we had before, which is definitely not a high interest rate environment compared to uh, what people uh, saw previous years, but it's still you know higher than it was. So it's all relative to us. And in terms of what I see in the year ahead, I mean, when I talk to mortgage brokers and I talk to when I look at reading, you know, things from economists that I'm seeing, one of the things I'm I've, I find really interesting. Again, this is just something I'm reading. I have no idea exactly where where interest rates are going because obviously the economy impacts that. But if interest rates do start to come down, or even stay the same for the for the next little while, they think you know January probably will go up. We had some uh, very good job numbers, which I was reading about, which uh, will lead to probably them increasing interest rates to potentially cause more of a recession. Is what I was reading. Um, you can have your opinion on that. I know I have mine. Um, but what what's interesting to me is that if interest rates do stay the same or start to come down, maybe in the later half of the year, will that have the same impact that they've had going the other way? Right. But I think there's again that when we go back to sentiment and what's happening in the market, I think that you could see a, a shift happen. And yeah, I'm a little biased. I'm a real estate agent, but I also own real estate. And I think it's a great investment for, for me personally. So yeah, obviously I want real estate to go up over the long, long term. Um, but what's best for my clients um, you know, right now really depends on, on who I'm working with. So I think in terms of what we see is, yeah, if interest rates come down, you could see the market go up again. Um, I'm noticing a lot of the GTA folks are coming back to uh, London, uh, whether you like it or not. And uh, a lot of investors are coming back as well and trying to get deals right now. The thing is interesting to me is that, yes, you are paying a higher payment per month right now with the interest rate increase. But I mean, it's it's likely based on everything I'm reading is not going to be forever. So I think a lot of people are thinking, OK, I, I pay my highest my higher mortgage rate for the next year, maybe even less. And then I've locked in my price. So I've locked in my price at, say, 50 to $100,000 less than I would have before. And then I'm able to obviously keep that house for a long term. So what I tell people with real estate is if you can't really own it for five years, I wouldn't really, I'd be very cautious about entering that, uh, that purchase. Um, not saying you have to own it for five years. Hey, if the market goes really well uh, or something changes in your life, of course you could sell it. But the thing is, is you might want to be able to have a plan to rent it out if the market doesn't uh, go completely in your favor uh, for the next little while. Um, third question I'm seeing is, you know, what have I noticed that's different in the real estate market and what will be different in 2023 compared to 2022? Uh, the big one that I'm noticing is that the conditions that we're seeing on offers are significantly different. Um, and there's more of them than there was in, in early 2022 for sure. I mean, by the latter half of 2022, we were seeing obviously conditions were back in a, in a big way. So what conditions are we seeing? Well, you're going to see the typical ones. Financing is really important. I would put that in every single deal you possibly can if you're if you're a buyer um, just because you want to talk to a mortgage broker or your bank or your lender but you also got to make sure that house appraises at the value that it should and you also want to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row so just someone telling you yeah you're good you're good you filled out the online calculator that's not good enough you need to provide documents 
Um, you want to have someone that you trust on the other side of that process to ensure that you can move forward with that deal. So typically you're going to see a finance condition, yeah, five business days, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, a little bit less, depending on the situation. Home inspections are back for sure. Uh, if I had the opportunity to home inspection, I would do it uh, just because you can avoid some of the issues. You obviously want to have a good, competent home inspector. Um, the few that I work with in London are amazing. Um, and I honestly did one in my own house when I purchased it, uh, because I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything I was missing. Yeah. There's a few things I missed probably. Um, I'm not a home inspector. I'm kind of a generalist. So there are things that I want to look at and make sure that I understand it, or at least have a question for those things when it comes to home inspection. The other one that I'm seeing when it comes to conditions is a home to sell condition. So this can get a little bit complicated and it can be a bit of a uh, checkers game being played uh, or maybe a dominoes would be a better uh, term to use there. But uh, when one deal is able to go through, obviously another deal is sometimes able to go through. So for example, if you purchased a house in Mississauga, we'll say, and you're moving there from London, you put that offer conditional on you selling your house in London. So you're able to kind of lock that house up. The problem is, is that you're not really locking it up because typically what the other side will say, well, the seller that in this case in Mississauga would say is, hey, we're good with your offer. We'll take it. But we're also going to do what's called an escape clause. Escape clause typically lasts about 24 to 72 hours in that range somewhere. And that escape clause is basically giving them the opportunity to accept another offer and giving you the opportunity to either firm up your offer very quickly or walk away from it. Um, it's not allowing them to take a better offer and then just kick you out for with no with no time frame at all. But it really puts the pressure on you when you do have that going because you could have your house listed in London and they get another offer, then you only have 24 hours or 48 hours to kind of firm up or or depart from the deal. If you're not comfortable moving forward, obviously, you'd have to take your house off the market and cancel things. So that condition um, isn't fun. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have to protect my clients. So we put them into to deals um, when we we have to. Uh, the other thing you'll you know, you're, you're going to see also just more conditions in general as kind of kind of I mentioned. Um, firm deals are happening. Like I've done, I did a few in November, I believe two of them. Um, but they're not typical. I'd say if they are happening, they're probably at lower, uh, price points, like under maybe 500,000, which I know isn't low to everybody, but under that price range. Um, and they'll be obviously encountering multiple offers. Um, the last kind of thing I did just want to touch on today is just what are the kind of the, the tips I have for the 2023 market so far? I mean, when we look at 2022, I my tips that I had for you in January, February were vastly different than what I had for you in October, November, because the market ch changed so drastically. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't change drastically again, because it's really hard for everyone to cope with it. Um, but if it does, I mean, I could see it potentially going the other way, which would be, uh, which would be really interesting. Again, this is just my opinion. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball guys. I ordered one again, didn't come, but what I am, you know, thinking about for, for tips is just make sure that on financing, you've talked with a mortgage broker or a, your bank or a lender before you've started the house really buying process, because what you would have qualified for 
maybe a year ago, which doesn't seem like a long time to some people, is probably a lot different than what you can qualify for now just because of the qualification rate and how high it has become because of the rising interest rates. Um, we want to make sure that you have that done uh, before we really start looking because what I don't want you to do is go into a house and then be really, really disappointed because you actually have no ability to buy that house um, and then you have to look at a lower price point. So it's kind of like putting the toothpaste back in the tube, not the easiest process to do and um, it's not fun for you. It's not fun for me. It's not really fun for uh, the sellers either that we're looking at their houses. So definitely want to make sure you do that. I mean, that would have been a tip I always have. Um, but right now, I think it's really, really important to kind of take a look again. If you need someone to talk to about that, let me know. Uh, just text me and uh, I can help you out with uh, with with that and just kind of connecting with someone that's competent and knows what they're doing. Um in addition to that, you know, I would just kind of uh, be prepared to, to look at a lot of houses. If you're looking at buying right now, you might want to start the process a little bit earlier. Um, a lot of folks are looking at potentially getting a couple options, trying an offer on one option. If it doesn't work out, they'll try another option. Uh, inventory with it being a lot higher than it was, uh, it does give you more options than, you know, than we definitely saw at the earlier half of 2022. And you're probably avoiding multiple offers on most of those houses or almost all of those houses. So we can try, try an offer. If it doesn't work out, we can try another offer. Um, you know, the buyers are getting much more in the driver's seat. Could that change? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm noticing, uh, again, that tug of wars be game is being played and some sellers are just not willing to uh, come down to a certain price because, they, you know, they want to do things too. They want to buy another property somewhere else. They, you know, just won't sell. They'll just wait it out, which, uh, you know, fundamentally I could see why that that could work as well. So that is it for the podcast today. Uh, it's Phil Bailey here. I'm a realtor in London from the House Sigma team. If you have any questions uh, that you want to kind of go into more detail on or even if you have a thought on what you're seeing in the market, I'm really curious on that. Um, also, I'm really welcome to talking about other topics. This is kind of just a you know start of 2023, talk about a few questions that I'm having and kind of get the ball rolling for you. But I'd love to, to hear what you would like to see on the podcast or, hey, maybe you're a guest. You'd want to come on the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm typically open to that as long as it's relevant to the London real estate market and you're not trying to sell uh, everyone something. Um, <laughs> but if you want to get a hold of me, my direct number, you can text me, please, uh, 226-977-2348. Please don't spam me. Just text me questions or be legitimate. Uh, 226-977-2348. Um, or you can also just go on my website, just uh, www.philbailey.ca and you can contact me from there. I hope everyone has a great rest of the January 2023, and I'm always here to help. Again, it's Phil Bailey from the House Sigma team. I'm a local realtor in the London market, and I'm always here to help.